It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Standout pass rusher LJ McRae seems to like Auburn. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me today is Brian Smith, Locked On Recruiting Expert. And of course, uh want to shout out LinkedIn for being our recruiting sponsor. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Brian Smith, you went to watch LJ McRae, the stand-up uh, edge player that is very good, very large, very athletic. He's also very good at rushing opposing quarterbacks, but you saw him go up against the best of the best to really kind of prove what he can do. It was a lot of fun. Daytona Beach Mainland is where LJ plays. They went against Reigns. They've got Salma Thomas, arguably the best offensive lineman in the class of 25. First play of the game, they're lined up, and I'm like, here we go. I finally get to see him go against somebody that he can't just run over and decapitate. So yeah. LJ is 6'5", maybe 6'6", 275. And when you see a guy that big standing up before a play, it's a little weird. And I was just like, can he really bend and move that way? And immediately you could see that he could. He has yeah. very unusual flexibility and burst. He's very raw, but the athleticism is ridiculous. And his length is too. So he's only played D-line for about a year. He's been primarily a tight end, which is bizarre to me. But he's got offers from pretty much every school in the country. And he yeah. might be the most talented player not committed within the state of Florida. And Auburn is in the mix. I interviewed him afterwards. It was a lot of fun talking to him because he said, like, I'm, I woke up the other day in the middle of the night, and I'm like, I need to start figuring this out. He's down to five. Auburn, yeah, like, I was like, whoa. Auburn, Georgia, Florida, Florida State, Miami. He's been to all of them. He's going to try to get back up to Auburn and Georgia and kind of figure it out. And he wants to, if he can, make a decision the back half of October. His birthday is the 18th. He would like to make it shortly thereafter. But he admitted he's struggling because he likes all the schools. So, but he, he brought up Auburn to me. So there you go. Yeah. So, I mean, do, do you think this is a situation where he'll put out a top three before that, Brian? Or do you think he's just going to announce it in the back half of October? I think that, that he'll try to narrow it down. Because I, like when I was at the game, just among others, uh, Florida and Miami coaching staff members were there. But everywhere he goes, there's coaches. And sure. every game he's going to have them. Auburn will be there, I'm sure, very soon as well. This is a kid that Auburn, if they can get him with what they've got, like Lindsey and stuff, I mean, they've got a really good D-line group. This could make it as good a D-line class as there is in the country. For Auburn is, he a, up, is he a jack? Like, is he an edge guy? Or can he do something else? He'll eventually move inside or be a combo guy, but he's so freaking strong. And he has, like, again, very little technique yet, and he's still making quarterbacks – nervous every time he just walks up to the line yeah you, you were telling me in. this is this is his first year playing edge yes. that he's been a tight end up until this point last this is so bizarre they mainwood always has a lot of talent they had so many guys that could play edge <laughs> last year that he would like once a week work with the defense in practice 
and he would just play tight end. I'm like, that is a waste of talent, but whatever. They figured um, it out. Yeah. Now, when he walks out onto the field, I told somebody else this earlier. I'm like, I didn't need a roster. I knew who it was. <laughs> He's one of those guys you go, oh, wow. So it, it's it's impressive to see him. And I saw him in the spring and he was maybe 260. Okay. He's put on weight, got more powerful. I think he's going to be a 290 to 303 technique at least most of the time in a couple of years. But he's, again, the upside is just through the roof. And every college staff I've talked to and some of my other brethren in their industry love his upside. And all coaches think they're going to maximize kids, just what they do. Sure. But you can't teach the athleticism. And he's running down guys that are just 50 to 100 pounds less than him. You can't so, teach that. So you mentioned the top five. What's your gut? What's your gut say? My gut says that he has no freaking clue because I, I drilled him on it. This is the only kid that I have no idea where he's going in for. Like none. Okay. He he is legitimately concerned about it. Like he even said his parents told him that they're happy with any of the five, which probably didn't help. <laughs> I wish they would have been a little more biased. They should have just said, we really like Auburn. You should go there. Oh, I mean, I'm sure you would appreciate that sentiment. Did, did you ask, you know, anything about Auburn specifically or did he offer up anything or did he just say that he, that he likes Auburn? He likes the D-line coach. He offered that up. and Jeremy Garrett? Okay. Yep, yep, he brought him up, and he said that out of all the things he's talking about, you know, they all have development, they're all good programs. What do I always talk about? Kids pick player or pick coach is not the name on the shirt. He said relationships would be big. Auburn's done a great job with that. So I'm curious what he thinks of you freeze long-term because you've been pretty involved with some kids, and that's that also bodes well for the Auburn Tigers. How important is NIL? In this recruitment, I think it's important in any kid that's a borderline five-star player. Um, sure. I didn't ask him directly because I don't know him well, but I'm sure it's thrown on the table. I mean, he's a kid that could end up being a top ten pick in the draft because you can't teach the measurables. Like his measurables are as good as any player in the country. So I'm sure that's involved. Where exactly I left that alone? Yeah, I mean, if he could morph into a strong side defensive end that can effectively rush the passer. Like, Oh, then he can pick his, yeah, that's top. Yeah. Five, you yeah. can do whatever you want. One hundred percent. That the kid yeah. that went number one overall to Jacksonville out of Georgia a couple of years ago. That's yeah. kind of what he was. Trayvon Those Walker. Guys, yep. Yeah. They're, you don't find strong side ends that can affect the pass rush very much, but right. when you do, they make a lot of money. They do. They do. Uh, Cause there's just <laughs> not a whole lot of them. Yeah. You, you said a uh, four star across the board with the exception of on three. On three has him as a five star. So yeah, he's he's a big time talent. There's no question. Yeah, take that for uh for what it's worth, certainly. All right, Brian. I want to talk about two offensive linemen. Pick your brain on that. That Auburn seems to be trending with. And then also you covered Texas AM in person earlier this year when uh they kind of got lit up by Miami. I want to get your thoughts on the matchup this weekend. All that coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends. At LinkedIn Jobs, it's the best place to find new folks for your business. And the power behind LinkedIn Jobs is you can put all the qualifiers, all of the filters, all of the screening for you so you don't have to waste your time interviewing and you know shifting through all of these resumes and applications. LinkedIn does it for you. They've got a ton of different ways you can customize your job posting. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Brian Smith, Locked On Recruiting Insider, hanging out with us. 
two offensive linemen that I want to uh, kind of get your thoughts on. The first one is the guy we have not talked about. The second one is, let's start with the guy we have not talked about, Favor Edwin. He is from Eagles Landing Christian, just outside of Atlanta. On three's prediction machine actually has him projected to go to Auburn and then has Florida second. What are your thoughts on Edwin? What do you know about this kid? Number one, I hope he's never mad at me because he looks very intimidating. Uh, he's <laughs> massive. Like his photo, like legit, I get to see the best of the best. He's, you're like, wow. Uh, on film, he's a kid that can move in space, which means he can play tackle. He's not just a tall six seven, six eight kid. And he's playing at a program that's won a ton of state titles. He's actually getting coaching. So I think he's going to be able to transition to the SEC a little bit easier. It's not an easy leap, obviously, from the prep ranks. I think Auburn, obviously, they need a lot of O-linemen. You and I talk about that at least every other week, it seems like, for good reason. I go to bed thinking about that, Brian. I'm not I just need offensive linemen in my life. Yeah, well, I think a lot Wake of Wake up people, thinking about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing you and you freeze probably look at it the same. They've only got one kid committed. They yeah. need at least four in this class. And if they can't get tackles, that's the problem. You always want tackles first. Worst case scenario, scenario doesn't work a tackle. You move inside. Mm-hmm. So, it's hard to do the other way. Yeah, usually doesn't work out. On yeah. the big fellow that got committed from California might be able to play right tackle. He's such an athlete, but most of the time it, it doesn't work out so well. They need this kind of kid to be their long-term left tackle or right tackle. Let it play out. Mm-hmm. But the frame and the footwork and all that, the athleticism is there. I'm surprised he's not ranked higher. Really? I know he plays against lower level competition. It's a smaller school, but they're always good. Always good. And that, that kind of leads me to believe he's going to have a little quicker leap because he's been coached. You don't go to state finals in any level in, in Georgia unless you've got coaching. I don't care which one it is. So yeah. Eagles Landon Christian is a dominant, dominant program. And just looking at the, the school's recruiting favor, Edwin, uh, Auburn, Florida, Alabama, and, and Georgia Tech are the top ones here, according to his on three page. Yeah. Like that's, that's pretty telling for sure. <laughs> there um, we go. He's a three-star everywhere that he's ranked. He's not listed on ESPNs, but mm-hmm. he's a three-star everywhere else. But 6'8", 290. You could probably beef up that frame a little bit more, um, as lean as 290 could possibly be. But I like what I see from him. And so we'll, we'll certainly see if Auburn continues to trend in the right direction for him. The second guy, the second offensive lineman is a guy we've talked about a bunch, but it's been a minute. Reese Baker from Madison Academy up in Huntsville. He was unranked everywhere for a long time. He's a three-star now, according to 247 Sports. But just to refresh everyone, if my memory is correct, and Brian, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but he was camping at Auburn. And then it sounds like somebody told Coach Freeze, hey, watch this kid. You watched him for two or three reps, and he's like, yep, offer him. So, it seems like Auburn's the favorite for Reese Baker, assuming Auburn still wants Reese Baker is kind of the feeling that I'm getting from this. Well, my two questions would be, who are you going to get if you don't get him? And number number two, what spot is he? If you really legitimately think he can play tackle, then what are what what the heck are you waiting on? You all again, it goes right back to it. If you can find tackles, especially in your own state, yeah, brother. I mean, that's to me, that's pretty simple. I don't care much about the ranking with O-linemen if Auburn's looked at him in front of their own face. It's different to see him at your own camp. O-linemen is hard to grade because in high school, they just maul people. They're bigger, et cetera. You just can watch their footwork and stuff. Seeing him go against other guys that are being recruited on your campus, totally different deal. 
So a freeze and you gotta think, after three three reps? You got to think he was looking for something specific, like a kick step or, you sure. know, how he moves his frame around or something specific. If you were only going to like, you only needed two or three reps. He was looking for something specific because, I mean, they're not, they don't have like full pads on in these camps or anything like that. He was no. looking for something specific that I would guess have to do with either traits or athleticism. And so he's not going to lose that, right? But it's just his frame is, uh, what, 6'5", 260? Like, you, you need to beef him up. You're going to have to beef him up to, yeah. to some extent. This is not a guy that can come in and play right away, but maybe he could play by his second or third year in the program. That's the traditional way that it's been done at Auburn and numerous programs around the country sure. forever. Offensive linemen are made. They are not born. So yep. if he's going to put in the time and you think he's a kid that can represent your school well, I, I don't see what the problem is with taking him. Yep, I'm with you. And with the offensive line recruiting, I know you said Auburn wants four-ish, at least, I would think. I, would I think the staff is treating Dylan Cinda, who is uh, – he's a transfer from Northwestern that got on the team like right before fall camp started, you know, because Northwestern, they fired their coach, and so you, people were able to portal out. I think they're kind of treating him as a guy like in this upcoming class. It's kind of like folks that I've talked sure. to because he's so young. It's like he's a freshman – Right. And so he's going to have that year of eligibility there. So um, we'll see. We'll see how many guys they get. All right, Brian, you covered you covered the Miami Texas A&M game earlier this year. Miami threw all over Texas A&M. Auburn goes to Texas A&M this Saturday. What's the biggest thing that stood out to you about the Aggies? Zach, what do you think you run the 40 in? Oh, gosh, you may need a calendar to time that. Well, Miami's receivers were wide open everywhere. When you watch a game on TV, they show the quarterback and the ball, and you can't see the secondary well. I was on the field taking photos, and there were plays I, I was like, I'd stop, and I'm like, he's wide open. He's wide. It was just insane. AM, like their front seven, very talented. Sure. But their back end is just mediocre at best. But by SEC standards, SEC West, it's not top half. So, I don't know what to tell you, but like there were plays, guys were four and five yards open. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you how you feel about pro football focus numbers. We haven't really ever talked about that before, but they're they're the second worst in the SEC when it comes to coverage rating. Only South Carolina is worse. So like that's encouraging. And you saw Auburn trot out a bunch of passes against Sanford last week. First time you really saw like the, an explosive passing game during the Hugh Freeze era at Auburn. Feel like that was on purpose. I feel like they knew that they'd have to pass the ball to beat Texas AM. So I don't know. I I like Auburn's chances, Brian. I, I like Auburn's chances way more now than I did a few weeks ago. My two questions for you. Number okay. one, they're going to be able to throw it because I think I could throw it on AM secondary. But how good do you feel about Auburn and pass protection? Is one and two, do you trust the quarterback to be able to hit big plays down the field? Not just yeah. complete the seven yarder but the ball travels 15 plus yards in the year before the ball hits the receiver's hands. I think, uh, I think Peyton can definitely hit the receivers in stride down the field. The pass protection asked me a few days confused. because everybody's hurt on the offensive front Ooh. right now. Cam Stutz Ooh. is out. Xavier Miller had to leave the game, your left tackle. So like, that's not, oh. that's not good. And so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Hugh Freeze talked about this at his presser earlier in the week, but Peyton ran 
12, 13, something like that, RPOs. And so those are going to be quicker passes. I kind of expect a lot of that to kind of minimize the pass rush of Texas A&M. Sure. I think that's going to kind of be part of the game plan and to make the defenders of Texas A&M make some quick decisions as well. So I think that's what their game plan is going to be to kind of minimize that Texas A&M pass rush. If they're down multiple O-linemen, it's going to I mean, A&M is humongous. They're big. Up front. And they got four and five star guys everywhere. They're legit at stuffing the run. You're not going to just run the ball on them. Right. So you got to throw it. Quick game's fine. Now the only other question is, do you have some guys that can go and kind of get through the secondary on a three-yard pass? Miami's got some of that, but they're they're bigger receivers for the most part. So I'll be interested to see what Auburn does because A&M's offense is – It's a big game for both sides. Yeah. If Texas Texas A&M loses – Oh, my goodness. they're fan Jimbo base. Fisher, like they're going to freak out. Yeah. And then, you know, Auburn, if they win, you know, the sky's the limit for this football team. With the state of the SEC right now, I think there's a lot of other games on the schedule that were toss-ups. And now I'm like, ah, I think Auburn will win that game. So we'll see. We'll certainly see. I just wanted your thoughts on that. But uh, you oh, got a yeah. pick? Give me a pick real quick. I'm putting you on the spot. Auburn or A&M this Saturday? I don't trust anything A&M does. I don't. I mean, they... Say it. I need you to they, say it. I need you to... I mean, <laughs> I think Auburn will win because Texas A&M will screw it up. Straight up. I just – I don't think that that's a very well coached team. I just don't. From your mouth to God's ears, my friend. How can people check out everything that you've got going on right now, Brian? Uh, FB Scout underscore Florida on Twitter or the Locked On Seminoles account. If you type that in on Twitter, you can find me there. Yeah. Right now is fun in college football, especially in your world, man. I've been following the SEC West a little bit more because in my lifetime, this is the topsiest, turviest that it's been. I mean, there's legitimately five teams could win the SEC West. Wait till uh, after this weekend when you've got Ole Miss and Bama and Auburn and Texas A&M. Like, it's going to... Ole Miss is going to win. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. So we'll see. Hey, be sure to to check out all my written work at AuburnDaily.com. And we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.